You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So our podcast is called Right and Wrong. Are these your notes? These. <laughs> these are your notes about what we're going to say? Uh, anything. Nailed it. It's a short answer. <laughs> so how many novels did you not finish? Oh my Probably. God, so many. <laughs> it was perfect. What are you talking about? This is not a Ooh, a spicy question. I love it. <laughs> this is it, guys. The big secret to getting published is you have to write a good book. <laughs> you better hear first. We're going to Hello and welcome back to the Right and Wrong podcast. Today I'm lucky enough to be joined by the co-founders of I Am In Print, Elaine and Sarah. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for coming on. Let's kick off straight away with I Am In Print. Which one of you does the best elevator pitch? I would say Elaine. Oh, I knew it. I absolutely <laughs> knew it. It would always be that. Um, so we help writers work towards their dream of becoming published authors through a range of online and in-person services. How was that, Sarah? Did I pass? Very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. That That's our aim, really, just to, you know, give as many people as many opportunities as we can, really. Um, and... We've done our best to try and create a platform where people can learn all about writing and publishing and literary agents and and everything, really. A community to unite all writers, published and unpublished, and enhance the lines of communication with agents and publishers. Yes, exactly that. Yes, (laughs) exactly that. Yeah, we're building a writing community around the world. We meet so many amazing people and are privileged to share their stories, not just their stories that they hope to be in print, but their their life stories as well. We get to know so many of them who come repeatedly to events that we're running or to have a a one-to-one privately with an agent. So it's an honour, really, to to share that journey with them. Yeah. So you mentioned a bit there, events and agent one-to-ones. Is that is that kind of most of the range? I, I, I'm saying it as if that's not very much when that's obviously a lot of things encompassed within that. Yeah, but do you know, is that, that's some, all the stuff, is it? Yeah, someone asked me recently, so do you do this full time? Yes, yes, we do. Because actually <laughs> it takes a really long time in publishing. Everything yeah. is really slow. Uh, people take mm-hmm. a long time to get back to you. Um, and not just because they're, you know, not because they're being rude or discourteous, but because publishing is so busy. So often you're inviting people to take part in something, agents, authors, publishers, and it does take quite a long time to build a a programme or put a schedule together. So 
yes, it's a full-time thing for us. So let's start with the agent one-to-ones. I, that seemed to be the, the thing that was first up on the website when I went through the website. How long have you guys been setting up these uh, one-to-one we started, I think it was back in 2019. Um, we, I mean, we began I Am In Print by just interviewing authors, you know, to try and get as much information out of them as possible about how they got published. And we were contacted by someone who was unable to get out of the house because of a disability and was unable to go to writing festivals where you could do agent one-to-ones in person. Um, and they basically said, is there anything you can do to help get these online? Um, and we went away, we kind of looked at different platforms and things and worked out how we could do it. And we had it up and running within about three weeks, I think. Yes, and we was. managed to have, I think there were about six agents that we worked with at the beginning, wasn't there? We used to do like one set of six sessions a month. Um, yes. And gradually it's just grown and grown. And we've done like big weekends and um, now we do do them pretty much every week, don't we? Yeah, we do. So we began I'm in print in 2018. So that was May 2018. We had the idea. And uh, as Sarah said, the, the one-to-one started pretty much a year later. So we were broadcasters before we facilitated the one-to-ones. Um, okay. And in 2019, just in that six months from June to December, we did around 40 to 50 agent one-to-one sessions. And now, That's a lot. you know, we can do that. Well, it, it, it does sound <laughs> a lot, but it, it isn't really. Now we're doing pretty much that every month. So, yeah. um, and then the quarterly weekends as well, where we can do sort of up to 90 in a weekend where we're working flat out across the weekend. So, yeah. yeah. It, it was quite funny, actually. The, we decided to do an agent one-to-one weekend you know the first one ever because there were a lot of teachers and people that worked in the week that could only make weekend appointments Mm -hmm. um so we put together a a big schedule I can't remember how many we had maybe 16 agents over the from the Friday to the Monday set it all up and we used to do everything by hand back then (laughs) Um, so we set up the payment system and everything on the website and launched it and I actually went out for a walk, she went for a didn't walk, I, Elaine? She went for a walk. I, she, pressed, she pressed go live manually, and I'm sat there manually replying to people and manually having to take down the slot on the website so that it, it's no longer showing. And she disappeared, Jamie, for about two hours, thinking, oh, well, hardly anyone will buy a ticket. And I'm texting yeah. her saying, can you just come back? Because this is crazy. They sold out so fast that first weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. It was just totally unexpected. I mean, yeah, I had a lovely was. walk, Jamie. I did. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Your mental yeah. health was at an all-time high. Yeah, hers was. <laughs> but we just never expected that, you know, there would be such a demand for them, to be honest, in the beginning. It was quite a surprise. So we've learned from that experience and now we've automated a lot of what we do to make it easier and not so labor intensive for us. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So you're doing them almost weekly now. If, if, um, for, for people wanting to apply, getting an agent one-to-one, what are the steps? What do they need to have prepared to submit, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, 
it's good to do some research, I guess, first, you know, find out which agent best fits your genre, look at what authors they represent and, you know, see, see if it's a good fit for you really and what you've written. Um, we've had, we've had a lot of people, you know, we would say to have their manuscript finished, but recently we've had a lot of people request to do the agent one-to-ones that are just at the beginning of their writing and they just want to chat to an agent um, just to kind of run their idea past them to see if it would be worth actually spending the time writing the book. So that's happened quite a lot recently. So you don't necessarily have to have your manuscript ready to be able to to do a one-to-one. A lot of agents have been happy just to have a chat with people about their ideas as well. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a one-to-one a long time ago and I, whilst I did have a, a, a manuscript and it, it was talked about, to be honest, when I look back at it, the things that I learned from that weren't necessarily to do with my writing. I, I ended up abandoning that or shelving, let's say, never mm-hmm. say never. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, that piece for a while. Um, so I, I fully understand like just speaking to an agent is such a valuable asset for any writer, no matter what stage they're at in their career. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from a point of view of the market, um, I think that's the most, probably the most valuable aspect that a writer will get out of it because the market changes so quickly. So years ago, vampires were in, for example, and then after the success of Twilight, they went out and then publishers were no longer wanting to purchase books about vampires. But now that sort of trend is coming back in again. So if you're yeah. writing something, it's quite important to know whether that trend is in at that moment because if you're getting standard rejections on a regular basis it might just be that the industry isn't ready for that now or again you know so um it's all about timing i think um and just getting yourself in front of an agent will help with that it will also help importantly with your cover letter lots of agents receive up to a hundred manuscripts a week to have a look through and we've been told by agents with the best will in the world they don't have time to read things in depth so if your cover letter doesn't look spot on in terms of format flatter the agent as much as you can they are human and they do like to know that you've done as Sarah said your research on them and that you're putting comparisons in that that will be familiar to them. Um, so make sure that you have your cover letter looking really accurate, and an agent can really help with that, which will boost you up their pile of reading uh, tr- in yes. a sort of a tremendous way, which you you wouldn't get if you didn't get that advice from them. And of course, if you're just sending out blindly to an agency, you're not going to receive that feedback. So sitting in front of them is really valuable. We think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agents are so knowledgeable about the yeah, industry. It's so like absolutely. tied in with their job. So yeah. Have to yeah. And, and they're all, like you mentioned, they are human and they're all unique people. So the agents that I've had on this podcast, they, they often approach submissions and writing and, and how they kind of view manuscripts in, in a very different way. So it is, as you say, very important to not only research agents in a broad sense, but like to actually look at individual agents to craft what would be the best possible cover and submission for that individual agent. Definitely. Um, I mean, they're, they're also subjective as well. I mean, like you, you said, you you wrote something and had an agent one-to-one. Um, and that's mm-hmm. basically how Elaine and I started. We tried writing a book and we had 
several one-to-ones before we set up I Am Imprint. With mixed reactions, Sarah, it's fair to say. So <laughs> we, rem- reactions, we, we yeah. remember we used to go to Winchester Writers Festival as it as it was. And uh, we went four years in a row, I think. And we took our little middle grade fantasy adventure along thinking that we'd written the great thing. And we'd sit in front of an agent. So instead of a, a one-to-one, we'd have a sort of two-to-one because there was two of us writing, which was quite unusual. And we used to give... The organiser, Sarah Gangai, a little bit of a headache probably in that she had to fit two of us in. Um, but we'd sit there and you'd sit down in front of an agent and two of them might like it and then two of them might not at all. And you'd come away completely conflicted. So we always say to people now, just write the book ultimately that you want to write. So take all the industry and the market advice from the agent because that is as you said, Jamie, they're at the top of their game. So they know all of that, but it's subjective. And ultimately you want to write and put your best heart and feelings into your book and uh, to bring the best out of it. So if an agent is telling you to change it from first person to third person, give it a try. But if it doesn't feel right, ultimately go back to where you were with it because another agent might love it that way. Yeah, true. And and a publisher might love it that way. Absolutely. You know, you never know with these things. Yeah, And I think it's great that Elaine and I have had that experience of of doing the one-to-ones ourselves because then we know, you know, what it's like to be in that position, to be in front of an agent. Um, I mean, one of the festivals we went to, honestly, we we had a first agent one-to-one and they they didn't like the idea at all, basically. And when, and when we, to be polite, when, when we came out, we couldn't, we couldn't look at each other. We couldn't other, even look you know? at each other. No, we, we drove home in absolute stony silence. I remember, and we just put our, our manuscript away for about three or four weeks and didn't touch it at all. And until we found the confidence to think, okay, well, why don't we try this? And so we, we picked it up and tried again. And then we sort of found our way back into it. But it's so easy to take something to heart, uh, you know, because you, you're – you're sitting in front of these people and you're you're put, you're pinning so many hopes on them liking it and we know exactly what that feels like so we have a lot of first time people coming into the room to see an agent and you can tell they're so nervous and they say oh I'm really nervous about meeting with this person we say look as you've said they're human and you know they're lovely now we are on the other side of the fence it's easy for us to say but now we know them in a yeah. professional capacity they are all super lovely but we know yeah. what it's like to sit there in fear. Yeah. 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 And also it, it's easy to forget that agents can also be nervous a lot of the time when they're meeting authors and, and being pitched to and being uh, submitted to. Yes. Because they don't want to reject people. No, not at all. And in fact, we interviewed, uh, we've interviewed lots of people, but um, a few <laughs> agents that we've interviewed have told us that they don't like letting people down when they have to reply yeah. to say, thanks for sending in your full manuscript, but actually on reflection, it isn't for me. That pains them. It isn't an easy decision for them to make. And they they are willing you on to get the best out of your story. So um, it's, yeah, sometimes it's not an easy decision for them at all. Yes, indeed. And yeah. so for anyone listening, if you are thinking about looking into agent one-to-ones, make sure you do your research. And a lot of the agents that you guys work with have actually been on this podcast. So if if anyone listening has heard any of the agents on this podcast, do have a look on the IMM print website to see if, if they've 
popped up. I did see that Diana Beaumont and Lydia Silver are both doing stuff with you guys yes, in January. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I think they're also both booked up. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're always very popular, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Books um, up very quickly. How far in advance do you um, put up the agents uh, for, for the months? Usually about three months in advance. So we give people okay. sort of a, a good three months. And um, importantly, we do let our subscribers know first. So we will always be loyal to the people that have chosen to give us their email address in exchange for us sending them information about what's coming up. So those people will always find out first. And honestly, they are waiting. I remember we were, again, this was back in the manual days. We had to set it going live at 10 o'clock and we promised our audience we were going to make it go live the weekend at 10 o'clock. And um, there was somebody, we, we'd be, we were in a meeting, I think, Sarah, weren't we? And the meeting ran over by a couple of minutes and we had an email from someone who was in Australia sitting up waiting for us to press go live. Yeah, it's it's like trying to get Coldplay tickets sometimes, Jamie. You know, it just <laughs> it just goes crazy with certain agents and their slots. Yeah. Some agents, their slots sell out within half an hour. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have spoken a lot with the, the, the team over at Right Mentor and when they do agent one-to-ones, they said, it's exactly the same thing. They sell out in minutes. Yeah. Such a popular phenomenon. It is. I guess just getting that time with the agent is um, just so valuable, isn't it? Yeah. So so that's the agent one-to-ones. Outside of that, you guys also do events. What kind of events um, are they? You know, what, would, what should people expect if they wanted to attend your events? So we began... Back in, I think it was October. just before lockdown. It was um, February oh, twenty twenty. Sorry, sorry, I thought you we did. Ta- I thought you were talking about the beginning. We started in October. Um, uh, we had the idea in May twenty eighteen, but our first broadcast was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? And so we were broadcasting to start with before we started the events themselves. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we we thought we'd have a go at doing a live picture book writing day so we um, our first event was back in 2020 just before lockdown in February with David Litchfield uh, the picture book author and Arabella Stein from the Bright Agency and Katie Cotton his publisher Cotton as well yeah and and we did a lovely day event up in London and then I think two weeks later or three weeks later the lockdown hit so oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, we had had all these plans for all these other, you know, physical events, but we basically had to move everything online. Um, and then we kind of started organising day events like how to get published or how to write romance. Um, Spooky fiction was another one. That was a great day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, we just we just kind of contacted authors and agents and publishing professionals um, and they all kind of come along and do like an hour slot um, and it's all live on screen, so you can see them and you can see us. Um, and people in the chat can ask as many questions as they want. And then there's replays as well. So we've done quite a few of those events, haven't we? You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Yes, we have. And they've been really great fun. I mean, they're not at all stressful, Jamie, as you can imagine, when you're going back to back in a live session on screen and uh, by the end of it, you're starting to look a little bit red-cheeked. Um, but they are a lot of fun. I think the last one that we did online was How to Write Crime Thriller. And we did we interviewed 11 people that day uh, from 9 o'clock in the morning until around, I think it was 8 o'clock at night. So it was a long, long day. But oh, it was wow. brilliant because we had people from all over the world tuning in to sit in front of these amazing, inspirational people and learn and quite a few of them stayed with us throughout the day you kept seeing their names popping up in the chat which was lovely so yeah it's a lot of fun and then we were asked in I think it was November so about a year ago uh, November 2021 we were approached by the aforementioned Sarah Gangai who was uh, previously organizing the Winchester Writers Festival and uh, she was stepping down and asked if we would like to take it over. So we thought, how difficult can this really be? <laughs> and uh, we decided after a, a couple of uh, meetings that we'd give it a go and we took it over. And it was a lot more difficult than we could ever possibly have imagined. But we ran the event in June this year. And um, after we'd taken some time in a dark room to recover, we thought, yeah, that wasn't too bad after all, was it? Um, it was a bit of a success. So, yeah. It was quite funny, actually, wasn't it? That Elaine was actually, I think you were at Wookiee Hole, weren't you? Or the Cheddar Cave yeah. or something. That's <laughs> right. I, I was inside a cave. Well, yeah. When we got the original email and I'm desperately trying to get hold of Elaine to say, you know, can, do you think we can actually do this? Um <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's quite funny how these things happen, but it was an amazing event. You know, it was so much fun on the day and Mm -hmm. just to meet everyone and all the lovely authors and workshop hosts that came. Yeah, it was just it was brilliant. I mean, we were totally exhausted afterwards. Yeah, I can imagine. It was was a very stressful time. Well, the thing is, and I think this is people don't realise this necessarily, but when you're running something like that, there are so many things you have to to learn and we had to learn everything really quickly we had two months to learn a whole host of platforms that we'd never used before in terms of how we take people's bookings um and how we facilitate competitions and manage those there was all sorts of things and we only had two months to learn them and then we had two months to sell tickets which was not long at all so we we were quite pleased in the end that even a few people turned up you know we couldn't believe that um we had uh, quite a lot of people come and have a lovely time and that the agents and authors said yes, that they'd come along. So, um, yeah, that's always a, a, a lovely experience. Well, I'm glad you guys yeah. survived your trial by fire. We did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did hard. a virtual festival as part of it as well. And yeah. um, with hindsight, we just everything was too close together, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, possibly if we, if we, you know, had... replicated it in the future we would have spaced it out a bit more i think yeah Uh yeah and you've got any events coming up oh now there's the question (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) We may have just secured uh, some dates. We asked our audience on our social platforms about cities around the country that they'd like to see an IM Imprint event taking place. And we've listened to the responses and we will be announcing that uh, we are hosting another I Am Writing Festival in Bristol in May. So that will be happening. And there 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 may be another event happening later in the year in the Midlands yet to be confirmed. So, yeah, we decided that we... Instead of just doing one, Jamie, why not do two, we thought. So um, that's what (laughs) we're going to do next year. So we'll start with Bristol in May and see how we get on. Okay, great. Well, that's really exciting. Good good to see that you guys are officially out of lockdown and ready to start doing big events again. Yes, we are. We've got the 19th and the 20th of May secured. So um, hopefully... We've done our best to make sure it doesn't conflict with anything else, but it's really hard actually yes. to find a date yeah. in the year that you know hasn't got so much other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, people will be able to buy a day ticket or a two-day ticket, and we hope that there will be lots of agent one-to-ones in person available as well. Amazing! And, that sounds great. Yeah, keynote speakers and workshops and different things going on. Um, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So outside that, that's, you know, a lot of the stuff that you guys do, it's all really great stuff. The one-to-ones, the events, um, you guys have known each other since you were very young back in the school days. Yes. Yeah. Since, you started... since permed hair was in actually a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, was it, it was around 2014 that you started, you decided to co-write a book together. Yes, yeah, it must, I think have, it must been. have been. I had a young, yeah, I had my son must have been about two then. Um, and Elaine, you probably just had your son, didn't yeah, I you? Was, I was think I was probably pregnant at the time. And Sarah came up with this fantastic idea to keep us connected because she was living in New Zealand that we should okay. write uh, a book together, um, just to, for our sanity, really, because you do lose <laughs> your mind a little bit when you when you've got all these maternal hormones flying around so we Mm -hmm. started to write and we used a cloud platform to host what we were writing and it was it was fun wasn't it we used to look forward to going and logging in yeah because uh, because of the time difference I would log in do some writing send it off to Elaine and then when Elaine woke up she would get it and oh great and then she'd send it back to me so that when I woke up again there'd be some more there it just was like a constant rotation. Yeah. <laughs> That's and amazing. So 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 what's happening with, with that now? What's happening with, with your both of your writing? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason being that we don't have the time. Um okay. as well as all the physical events, we're actually about to launch an online membership because online is where we started. So as much as we love to get out and meet people, those events are the best place to go and learn and meet your writing tribe 100% always it's going to be a physical event but we are conscious that there are people around the world who can't get to these events that are happening in cities in the UK there are people as we mentioned earlier that perhaps have a disability or on really low income they can't travel so we want to make this as accessible as we can so we are going to be launching a membership program which will 
spark off in the new year, January 2023. And we'll Amazing. have lots you of... Amazing, you lots in the work. Yes, yes. So we, lots of content there. So people could log in at different times of the day and take part in a live session. Uh, we've got Ask the Agent sessions lined up, pitch parties, uh, authors coming to give talks on how to build a website or how to to build your world in your in your book or how to write an opening chapter all sorts of amazing people who've again said yes we can't believe our luck uh, but we're going to be working with them quite regularly to hold these online sessions and people will be able to watch them throughout the month on a replay and um yeah just take part get involved there'll be a writing community as well online so people can chat to each other and share their writing experiences and critique each other's work as well it's important as a writer as you know that you have to have a a group around you that's supportive and keeps you going indeed it is extremely important but i mean all sounds great you guys are doing really great stuff and providing such a great uh community and support system for writers i'm only i'm only a little bit sad that you guys are so ingrained in publishing now and you're not writing you're not having the time to write anymore do you know those those characters tap me on the shoulder every so often excuse me remember us you left us down a hole yeah (laughs) honestly they really we 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 do say to each other fairly often we need to get back to that world that we've created (laughs) and and chat to those characters again because they they did used to make us laugh didn't they Mm -hmm. yeah And, and that that must be the reason that you guys started this whole project in the first place Yes. Um, I mean, to be honest, we had plans to set up a virtual admin company. <laughs> okay. Um, and we went to a exhibition in London just to kind of try and meet some contacts and things. And it was all about videos, video content, video content, video content. And that's kind of how the idea came to us. Yeah. We, we came home on the train thinking, oh, my God, we should do, you know, author events online yeah um and that's where the idea came from really yeah and then it was a big decision whether to we we went to the winchester writing festival and had some one-to-ones with agents and we did have a couple of full manuscript requests but we knew the book wasn't ready so we we had to go away and make the tough decision do we carry on with the book or do we focus on setting this business up and mm. that's what we did. We set the business up and that's why the book is in a drawer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The poor book. One day. <laughs> One day. One day we'll see it. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. It is fun. I mean, it's a little yes. bit wacky, but then that's kind of a little bit of our style, I think, there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, we, what, that's big in MG, right? We love wacky stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, that brings us to what is always the final question of each episode. And we'll go one at a time here. So starting with um, Elaine, if you were stranded on a desert island with a single book, which book would you take? This is such, I'm sure you get, you hear this every time you ask it. This is <laughs> such a difficult question to yeah, answer because there are so many genres that I read. So I'll turn to nonfiction if I want a little bit of a mental health boost or a a, a kick to say come on get on with things or I'll turn to a, a piece of literary fiction for beautiful writing that I can immerse myself in um it's just really difficult or children's picture books I loved reading those with my son 
Um, I think, though, I'm going to have to say a book that really impacted me, uh, and it was a book that was written by an author called Mitch Album, an American writer, and he wrote a book called The Five People You Meet in Heaven, and I was at university. I was about 35, I think. I was a bit of a late developer. I went to university in my 30s, um, and I decided that uh, I'd read this book that was recommended to me and it was just one of the most beautiful pieces of, of writing that I'd read so um, yeah I felt found it really a fantastic sort of escape if you like it was about um, someone that that passes away and then is shown five people whose lives they've impacted during their own life and it just really made me think about how we impact people around us, even with a single sentence or with a glance and, and, and how we, how we can be different, you know, how we can perhaps be kinder in life, how we can have more of an impact on others with just uh, little nuances or, or kind gestures that we do. And so I would think I would take that one because it's an enjoyable read, but it's also a yeah. thought provoking one too. Yeah. What a lovely, uh, what a lovely concept. It's very yeah. uplifting. Yeah, it really awesome. is. It really is. And what about you, Sarah? Which book would you take? So I guess I tend to read more nonfiction than fiction. I mean, obviously, when we interview authors and and things like that, then I'll read their books. And it's often the saying, isn't it, that the best book that you've ever read is the one that you've just read. Um, but um, <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think a book that I constantly go back to because I think I haven't grasped it, it yet is The Secret from Rhonda Byrne, I think you say her surname. Um, and it's all about, you know, the law of attraction and your thoughts create your reality. And I read this book when it first came out. I, I don't know how popular it was over here in England because I think I was living in New Zealand at the time, but it was massive over there and it's a kind of like a film or documentary as well um and and then I forgot about it and it was actually when we went to the um business expo when we first were going to set up I am in print that there was uh, a speaker there that actually mentioned the secret again and honestly it was just like a light bulb moment and I thought oh my god yes I I need to read that book again so um it's it's just a book that you can dip in and out of and and try and you know refresh your memory about how to try your best to think positive thoughts and to notice when you when you think negatively and yeah. to try and push those negative thoughts to the side and just concentrate on everything that you're grateful for that sounds great. You, you two are going to be on Ireland with the greatest mental health and just meditative <laughs> atmosphere, I think, of anyone. We, yeah, I think um, after the festival this year, we we did go through a, a you know a bit of a dip. I suppose we were exhausted, and we've we've both taken some time listening to some great podcasts and reading some great books and. Just, I think, as writers, this is great advice that we've been given by different agents and so on. But um, you just need to look after yourself as as a writer. You get so much rejection. You're often working on your own. We work, all right. We we have meetings pretty much every day on screen, but um, 
you know, we're working in isolation for, for the most part of the day. Um, it's important to, to to look after yourself, to look after your mental and your physical health. We've both joined the gym recently. That has really helped our endorphins tremendously. Um, yeah. Or Sarah goes for a walk, obviously, when it's busy. Um, but um, <laughs> When it's busiest. But when it's busiest, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. When we launch the online programme, that's where she'll be, on a walk. I'll be um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we both, we're both really... Um, very much into addressing our work-life balance and we don't always get it right we've got children you know we're trying to to do all the things but we we try we're trying I think to to keep ourselves in check and uh, keep ourselves on track so yeah and the great thing about being us you know and having our friendship is we can keep each other going you know yeah if somebody's having a bad day hopefully we can do our best to to try and help and yeah Um, we motivate each other you know we keep each other um going on a daily basis I think so too although Jamie she does usually tell people that uh, she's been trying to get rid of me since we were 11 um, (laughs) when we were forced to sit next to each other in a classroom but um yeah on the whole on the whole honestly honestly Jamie she she would not stop talking I'm like who is this girl You just gave up at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> just let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, great, great choices and great advice. Look after yourselves, all, all, all writers out there. And just life advice, really. Look after yourself. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on the podcast and um, telling us all about uh, the two of you and also I'm in print and everything that's going on there. It sounds really exciting. Thank you so oh, much. Thank for you so much. Us. It's absolutely. It's really interesting to be on the other side of the table. I can tell you that. So <laughs> now we know what it's, it's like to be interviewed as well. <laughs> yeah, it's so tempting to ask you lots of questions, Jamie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll end the episode as soon as you ask. Me <laughs> thank you so much. You are so welcome. If anyone would like to keep up with everything that's going on with Sarah and Elaine, you can follow I Am Imprint on all socials at I Am in print or head over to the website for the more detailed breakdowns of everything that's going on iaminprint.co.uk to make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast follow us on twitter at right and wrong uk or on instagram and tiktok at right and wrong podcast thanks again to elaine and sarah and thanks to everyone listening we'll catch you on the next episode pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.